Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. I want to talk to you from a subject tonight as I close the series, Age of Worry. I want to talk to you from the subject, Worry, Why Should I Care? Worry, Why Should I Care? As we've been talking these last few weeks, we've been talking about worry and how we live in an age of worry and we're just talking about how we overcome it because in every one of our lives I don't care who you are I don't care if you are a believer everyone has moments of battle of worry that likes to try to creep in and if you have not lit if you have not experienced that then I tell you as people you say live long enough you'll see <laughs> but what you do when worry and anxiety try to creep in and try to um, flood your heart uh, with such cares is what we've been dealing with. And, and I pray that through this series that you've learned how to not manage anxiety and worry. I'm not here to manage it. I'm here to conquer it. I'm not here to tell you how to I'm not here to tell you how to um, uh, manage your stress. I'm here to tell you how to not get yourself to be stressed out uh, or going to that point or, or the verge of, of being so anxious where you have different panic attacks and different things like that. And so the premise of this series was that we uh, live in a time where people are living anxious and worried for their lives like never before. And this life is full of different cares. It's full of different stresses and worries. But the question is, is how do we deal with it in our lifetime, in you and I's lifetime, of what I like how Solomon says, life under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> under the sun. You know, he tells us a couple of things that there's nothing new under the sun. People have been dealing with worry and anxiety before you and I were even born. Yeah. We've been dealing with this since the fall of Adam. This is not new. <laughs> This is not new. People talking about mental illness is not new. That stuff has been happening years prior to. They just know, didn't know what to call it. <laughs> this stuff has been happening way before then. This stuff is nothing that's new under the sun. Nothing that is created, anything like that. There is nothing new under the sun. You know what I'm saying? Everything, let me tell you something. Things in culture recycle. I just pray it never goes back to the baggy age. Amen. <laughs> Haven't really had the baggy jeans and the Timberlands. <laughs> Used to have baggy suits back in the day. You know, I thought I was something. I had like a six button suit. I thought I was doing it. Now I look at it and I'm like, man, I used to say when I was a little kid, if it didn't have enough buttons on it, I wasn't trying to wear it. That's how I was. Like, I thought the most buttons I had, meaning I was close to Jesus. That's what I thought. You was a real believer if you had a lot of buttons on your suit. Now I look at that and I think you're very country to be still wearing a whole bunch of buttons on your suit with pinstripes. 
And so it's nothing new under the sun. But here, ladies and gentlemen, as I come to a close of this series and to close everything out, I want to address it by saying worry, talking to worry and saying, why should I care? And the reality is, is that Jesus told us through Matthew chapter 6 on his sermon at the Mount when he addressed this situation or addressed this, uh, addressed it, talked about um, anxiousness and weariness. He said, you can't add a cubit to your life by doing it. So why should you? Why, why are you even doing it? You can't add nothing to it. Let me, let me put it in the chat. Say, I can't add nothing to I can't add nothing to my life by worrying. You don't add nothing. It's a waste of time. Worry, ladies and gentlemen, it, 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 it produces stuff in our, in, in our minds of, real, of, of, of potential possibilities that are not even real. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Dom. And listen, I want to tell you about our weekly devotional series entitled Live Transformed. Live Transformed is all about meditating and renewing your mind with the word of God throughout the week. So I want you to go and download our free mobile app or tune into our website and catch our Live Transformed devotional series that is released every Monday. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your life. It's going to challenge you to walk out the word of God throughout the week. And it's going to strengthen you for the week and the days to come. And remember, transformation starts here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is a thing called genuine concern. Concern, ladies and gentlemen, is based on facts. Worry is based upon fiction. <laughs> Things that we and you and I make up in our heads because of what we see or because of what we're currently feeling, thinking that that is going to be the reality. And then it ends up not being the reality. And then you say, why did I do all of that? You know what I'm saying? Why did I even stress myself out? Why did I do that? Ladies and gentlemen, here in our text, Paul reaffirms what has already been taught by Jesus to the Philippian church. He talks to the Philippian church. Not only did he address them about unity among the church, but there were some concerns that were leading to worry among the church of Philippi. There were concerns, ladies and gentlemen, concern about future persecution in the city of Philippi. There was different concerns, ladies and gentlemen. It was evident that there was genuine concern to being over, overly concerned and distressed about their concerns. That's what we had going on in Philippi, ladies and gentlemen. And according to the letter, there were threats of persecution for faith in Christ and caused believers in Philippi to be anxious. Paul understands that anxious thoughts naturally multiply in times of trouble. But what he's doing right now, ladies and gentlemen, and he, he's calling the, 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 the church of Philippi, which was a colony of Rome. These were, ladies and gentlemen, new converts. They weren't Jewish. There was, there was not even enough Jewish people in the colony of Philippi to even to, to, to start a synagogue. In order for you to start a synagogue back in there, you need a quorum of 10 men or 12 men, I believe. One or two. But there was none of that there. So these people don't have well, what we call in today's time, they don't have no church background experience. They didn't have no church background experience. Man, they heard of the faith in Christ and like, man, I love that life. But then, wait a minute, faith in Christ mean persecution? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I signed up for the right thing here. That's how they were. And that was causing them to stress out. Like, hey, Paul, you're not here, brother. <laughs> you're not here with us. <laughs> they talk about persecution. 
Rome talking about chopping off people's heads for believing in Christ. That's what they talking about. They talking about, listen, man, I hear what you're saying for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain, but I just want to live a little longer. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I feel you. But I don't think Jesus wants me to go home yet. <laughs> just yet. <laughs> I'm trying to put you in the, in the head space where they were feeling. <laughs> and here, here, here we go. Here we go. You, you, you may be saying to yourself, you're watching this, hey, man, I'm a new convert in Christ. I just gave my life to him. I didn't know I'd be dealing with this type of trouble. <laughs> like, how, how many of you all got, got saved, right? And, and you, like, you got saved, and you started figuring out, man, why am I going through all this trouble like this? Wait, I just got here. I just started. Hey, devil, why don't you work with somebody who's been with Jesus longer than me? And then come, to, well, don't come to me, but go to somebody else before you come here. Ah. It's like, come on, anybody got that testimony? You gave your life to Christ, and then stuff just started going wrong. It's like, wait, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think this was what the life signed up for here. Yeah. That's because when you give your life to Christ, ladies and gentlemen, there is an adversary that no longer that you that now won't, no longer that you are under his control. Now he has to destroy you. You know what I thought? You know what I thought of today? This is the crazy thing that I thought about today, and that God showed me something here, right? About this adversary we know as Satan or the devil, whichever one you want to call it, right? This is something that I learned today that blew my mind. The devil uses worry and anxiousness and all of that stuff to convince you of who God is not because he knows who God is. I want you to understand something. The devil, his job is to convince you and to try to manipulate you to think who God is not because he knows who God is. The devil knows God is a healer. He knows all of that stuff about God. Don't you think he knows who God is? Yeah. Why, do you, why do you think he's a master, he's a master manipulator? Yeah, he, he knew what he gave Adam. It is not, let me tell you something. The devil believes in what God does. That's why he wanted to become that. Right. You won't want to become something that you don't think has the power. I wish I could take, you know, credit for this, but this is really the Holy Spirit. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I'm not that smart. I'm telling you. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. It, it was mind-blowing. I'm like, wait a minute. So you have a, even the, how is it that the devil believes in who God is before we do? Why? Because he's trying to convince you and twist your mind to think that you don't have what God has given you. Same way he did in the, in the Garden of Eden. Think about it. The devil knew he needed power. He knew that God wasn't going to give it to him. So who's the next best thing? Adam. He didn't go to Adam. He went to Eve. He manipulated her mind to then convince Adam that, hey, there ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, first of all, 
was like, it's always a woman. It's always a woman. <laughs> Brothers, don't don't fall for it. She was standing there naked. Huh? That's what trips you up every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> I guess it ain't so bad after all. Glory. I tell you, let me tell you something. You know, that's why Solomon told, he told his sons, like, hey, you go into a certain woman's house, you don't come out of it. I tell you. That's why you need to sign up for Transform Men, because I want to teach you something. All right, let me bring it back home. Let me bring it back home. But that's what the enemy does through worry and anxiety. <laughs> that's what he do through worry and anxiety. And Paul is, he's trying to encourage the, the church of Philippi. He's saying, listen, the first thing he comes off with is he says, he says be anxious for nothing. I, I know you heard this verse. I know we shout about it and all that stuff. But he's really telling you a command. It's a command. I realize it again. This Jesus made it a command. He says, dude, he says, do not be worried. Do not, do not worry. He's telling you, don't do it. Peter, excuse me, Paul here is saying to them, I'm telling you, don't be anxious. Not about some things. He's saying about nothing. I'm commanding you to not. Be anxious. And I know they say, like, listen, Paul, that's easier for you to say, you're not here. But listen, Paul, what did he not go through? All of the stuff that he went through? I think Paul would know a little something, something. And how can he get to a place of telling somebody to be anxious for nothing? Because he experienced God's power. How him and Silas was in prison. And Jesus delivered them. Hallelujah. But here he says, he says, be anxious again, not being, he's not saying that it's, it's it, the problem is not your concern. The problem is, is when we over obsess with our worry and, and anxiousness, when your concern starts being uh, 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 obsessive is when that's when worry kicks in. When your concern starts being obsessive, now you, that's all you can think about. And he's saying, hey, be anxious for nothing. Put in that chat section, don't do it. Don't, don't you do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't be anxious for nothing. Not a little something. Your family, he said, don't be anxious about. Your money, don't be anxious about. Persecution, don't y'all be anxious about that. Don't stress yourself out with something that you don't know yet that is, that, 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 with something like persecution. It's not here yet. Don't stress yourself out. Don't be anxious about that. That's what he's telling the church of Philippi. But then he goes further and he says, okay, so worry is something I should not care about. And this is what and this is why I'm going to, that's why I titled this worry. Why should I care? Because there's things that I can do with my worry. There's things that I can do with my concerns. There's things I can do with that. 
Here's what he says. Instead of you being so obsessive with your worry, I'm going to move you from your obsessive thoughts that are keeping you guys paralyzed from the from spreading the kingdom in the in, in the region. I'm going to move you to do something. You know, some people, they love to worry. That's just what they do. You go to them. They give you every scenario. You tell them, hey, talk to me and what you think about this. Oh, it's going to go bad. Like, I can see this happening, this happening. That person, my goodness, you don't want to talk to them. Because they, they're, they're, they're professional worry people. They're just professional worriers. That's what they do for a living. They, they, they love to worry. They love to complain. They love to talk about what's not going right. I think she's laughing because of a Boondocks episode with Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> they love to worry. That's what they do. That's what they do. And he's saying, hey, hey, you're worried. Y'all can do something with it. You have to move from feeling sorry for yourself. You have to move from feeling so getting depressed with all of these ideas and thoughts that have not even happened. And you need to take it somewhere. He said, I want to have it, take it somewhere. Let me give you the first one here. And I'm got to kind of move this along here. Uh, here we go. Point one, prayer and supplication is a remedy for anxiousness and worry. Prayer. Oh, we don't like that word. Well, I'm scared to do that. Pastor B, I don't know how to pray. Well, you know how to talk. You know how to pray. <laughs> you know how to talk to me, then you know how to pray. He, he, hear, hear me, ladies and gentlemen. But he didn't just say prayer. He said and supplication. That means I got to add something. <laughs> I got to add something, ladies and gentlemen. See, I, listen, prayer, can I help you? Prayer is not for God. I want you to understand this. That Jesus, that he sent his son, and my, I would love to take credit for this, but I can't take credit for this neither, because I didn't say this. This was something that actually teaching Pastor OG said, so I'm going to give him credit for it. He said, God cared so much, God cared so much about prayer that he sent his son to die for it. Not for him, but for you. <laughs> you and I need the vehicle of prayer. You and I needed the vehicle of communication with God because in this lifetime, you and I are going to deal with some stuff. And we have to talk to someone who is not of our same level, but talk to someone, not a higher power, not an energy source. We needed to talk to God. His name is Jesus. He has a name. I don't care who you are. You new age philosopher, you whatever you want to be, calling to all the energies you need to align. Let me tell you something. You'll be praying to something that's dead. Energy don't have nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. You, 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 let me tell you something. And how, and how you doing there? How's that working for you? How's that working for you? Let me tell you something tonight. I'm telling you, prayer is the vehicle. Let me tell you something. I can be like a Muslim and pray seven times a day, but you're praying to somebody who's not alive. I'm telling you the truth. I don't care who you are. You can be offended all you want to. Let me tell you something. All religions are not created equal. Hallelujah. I don't care who you're talking to. Let me tell you something. There's only one true God. And let me tell you something. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way you get to God is through the Son, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Everybody else, ladies and gentlemen, gave you away. But Jesus said, Hallelujah, I'm not giving you away. It's me. Hallelujah. I'm not giving you another way to type of come to God. I'm not giving you this other philosophy and all of this other junk. No, I'm telling you who it is. It's me. Let me tell you something. Talking to your friends is good. And we should have wise counsel. But let me tell you something. One of the attributes that you and I forget about God is that he's a great counselor. Oh my God, I don't hear what you've been talking to me in here tonight. I know you go to therapists. And I have no problem with therapists. I believe in therapy. I preach about it. But let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. For you to put therapy over top of the great counselor, something is wrong with that picture. I'm telling you there's nothing wrong with having therapy along with what you're doing to help you deal with some of the natural things but there's a God that can help you do with all, all of them in one time and his name is Jesus and he does it through the vehicle of prayer listen I don't talk bad about it but let me tell you something I'll never tell you Jesus and something else I will never tell you that. I'll tell you therapy works and it helps you, but it ain't going to help you better than what Jesus can. I don't care. I don't care what everybody say. Hallelujah. There were times in my life and I hope somebody else can testify to you where guess what? Let me tell you something. Talking to friends to help counsel me. That was cool, but there was something about the comfort that came out of his mouth. There was something about his warm embrace. Oh, but he, you can't feel him. Oh, but I do. I, I feel his warm embrace. There was stuff that let me tell you something. I couldn't talk to nobody about because they may have tried to use it against me but I could talk to him and he could keep a secret oh, hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah my God in here he does it through the vehicle of prayer hallelujah he does it through the vehicle of prayer let's go Psalm 55 I'm not going to say all of this and not give you scripture hear me it says this, cast your burden, verse 22, on the Lord, and he shall what? Sustain you. He shall not permit the righteous to be what? All right, he will not permit the righteous to be moved. Let's go to this, Psalm 63, verse 8. Let's back it up some more. Trust in him at all times, you people. Here's what it says. It says, pour out your heart before who? I see the H is capitalized. So what does that mean? God. God. He didn't say pour out your heart to your friend. He didn't say pour out your heart. That's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, let me not get it. I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not saying that you don't have faith. I'm not saying that. I am not saying that you don't have faith. The stupidest things that people have been saying lately, especially during this COVID situation, you don't got faith if you don't wear a mask. That is dumb. That's dumb. Princeton showed me this video earlier of somebody saying something stupid like that. I'm like, that's not, that's, that doesn't make sense. I'm not saying you don't have faith if you talk to a therapist. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to redirect your focus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, pour out your heart before God. God wants us to pour out uh, uh, our heart before him. And why is that? Let's read the last verse, the last portion of this verse. It says, God is what? A refuge. Huh? He's a refuge. Why are you trying to live? It, it, this is another thing that hit me today. This is another thing that hit me today. On my way here. God begins to tell me another thing about the reason why we stress out and worry. 
a lack of humility. I didn't realize that. I was like, God, what does humility got anything to do with worry and anxiety? Because some of us are not humble enough to admit that you need help. <laughs> some of us, we will be because we think we so strong. You so strong. I could do this all by myself. I'm an independent black woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm an independent man. I don't need no help. I'm a thug. I don't tell you no tears. <laughs> That's how you think you are. You a man. You think you exempt. And you be a home and I'm all right. <laughs> I'm good. Yo, you good, Joe? Yo, I'm good, Joe. <laughs> I'm good. Just give me a minute. <laughs> That's how we meet. Because you're not humble enough to realize, like, hey, you need help. You and I need help. You be like Kevin Hart. You got to come up to God and say, help me. Help me, please. You got to ask. And so here it is right here. When you start, when worry overcomes you, you can get to a place where worry, why should I care? Because guess what? I'm casting it. That means I'm throwing, I'm literally throwing it on God. I'm throwing it on him. I'm throwing it on him. I'm throwing it on him. I don't want to live this. See, Jesus said this. Jesus said this. He said, for my yoke is easy and watch me. My burdens are light. Why? Because you're not in this life alone. I want you to play that right there. I'm not in this life alone. I'm not in this life alone. I'm not in this life alone. He said, my burdens are light because I'm going to help you carry them. He's given us a helper in the Holy Ghost. Come on in here. Let me tell you something. And when you come to God, don't you sit there and not ask him for what's going on with you. He said prayer and supplication. So you need to make some petition. Hey, God, I'm dealing with this problem here. And it's really getting on me. I want you to be specific. If it's your family, talk about that person that in your family is giving you trouble. And give them over to God. Throw them on them. You saying, Pastor B, my finances. Well, why? what sense does it to worry about it? I know you're concerned. It's a genuine concern. Throw it on them. Oh, Pastor B, you don't know about my business. It took a huge hit. I get it. So does God. Oh, but why should I throw it on him? And he's all knowing and all that stuff because he want to hear it out of your mouth. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There was moments. Let me tell you something. My parents knew that I wanted some new Jordans. They could feel it in my spirit. I just wanted to be like Mike. But I had to make an ask. And I had to try. I said, listen, man, I cut the grass. This was at the old house. I ain't cut nobody's grass once we got to the new one. That was a little bit more space. <laughs> I said, I <laughs> you and your own there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing that, man. I was like, listen, man, I cleaned the bathrooms, you know. You know, I got good grades. You know, can I get some Jordans? Can I get some Jordans? I just want I just want I just want to be like the rest of the kids. You know? 
Air Forces are cool, but they out of style. <laughs> Nobody's stepping in the Air Force Ones no more. That was 2003, 2004. <laughs> I got to keep up with the times, man. <laughs> oh, man. But is he saying, listen, God is asking for us to throw it on him. He's asking you if there's a problem. He said, but everything through prayer and supplication, here's what you think. You think your problem is so small that God don't care about. I'm telling you that even the tiniest minute thing God wants to know. And he wants you as a child of his to come to him and talk to him about it. That's what he's talking about. There is no problem too big or too small that God does not care enough for. God cares about it all. He cares about you. So if something is significant to you, he wants you to come to him for. Come on, man. Oh, he wants you to do that. All right, let me move. I got to go. Here it is. Here it is. And now the second thing I want to show you is this, is that gratitude can shift us from worry to worship. I want to I prove this to you. I want to prove this to you. Here we go. Here we go. It says this. Here it says, but everything in supplication, watch me with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. He said with thanksgiving. He didn't say with complaining and murmuring. He said with thanksgiving. That means there must be some gratitude there. There must be some gratitude there. How can work, how can gratitude move you from worry to worship? Because it, tell, it puts your mind back on the things that God has already done for you. The problem is you and I have short memories. You and I have early Alzheimer's and dementia. When we forget, and I'm not, I'm not bringing light to that. I just want to make that very clear. It's a serious illness and disease. But what I'm saying is, is that we forget what God has just done yesterday and a new problem arises. Oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. Oh, God, help me. What are you doing? He just did it for you yesterday. You're like, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Help me. He just did something for you yesterday. And all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, you did do that. My bad. <laughs> That's how God is trying to tell us, like, listen, you need to come to the table. You have to understand and you got to be reminded. You have to call. You have to recall on the things that God has done. All right, let's let's do this. And we got to move. We got to move. Here it is. Psalm 103, verse 2, New Living Translation says, let all that I am praise the Lord. He didn't say some of me. He said all that I am praise the Lord. And he said this, may I never forget the good things he's done for me. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, you need to start when worry starts flooding your soul. There needs to be some things that you can recall. I say, God, thank you that you provided me a home for my wife and I before we got married. I thank you, oh God, that even when funny money was looking funny, God, you promised me that the money would be there. Hallelujah. I start recalling those things because it wasn't always like this. God, I remember, hallelujah, I remember when money was funny here at the church at one particular time. And then when God brought us here and when the pandemic came, 
came, I said, God, I don't know how you're going to bring it. I was like, God, but God, I remember how you brought me through it in year one and how we barely could pay for it a month. But God, we never went behind. We never went late. So God, I trust you even in the pandemic that all monies will be supplied. And then when you trust them and you recall those things, you see what God does in a pandemic year that not only did we just survive, but let me tell you something, we thrived. And not only that, but had a surplus. Oh my God in here because you got to remember and you cannot forget his benefits you got to be reminded Lord you got me out of this problem before I remember when I was there but God I recall to your blessing how I had an unexpected check come in the mail I thank you for your unexpected blessing I got an unexpected call from a job I remember and the same God that did it then is still gonna do it now why cuz he's the same yesterday today and forevermore he does not change Hallelujah, put in that chat, say, my God don't change. My God don't change, and neither is he a liar. He's not a liar. He cannot lie. That's why he said, with all that I am, I'm going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm with gratitude. I got so much gratitude. I don't know, I'm just thankful. I'm going to be thankful. Yeah, I'm worried, but I'm thankful. Yeah, I feel a little anxious, but I'm thankful. Because it could be another way. And matter of fact, it should be another way. But get Thanks be unto God, oh my God, who's caused me the triumph. Thanks be unto God, who's given us the victory. Thanks be unto God, that when it looked like I was out, God, you count me back in. Thanks be unto him. My God in here. Hallelujah. Psalm 9 verse 1 says, I will praise you, the Lord. With all my heart, I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. Let me tell you something. When you start feeling worry, come in your sphere. You better start telling of the marvelous things that God has done for you. You need to start telling of the marvelous things. I don't care how far it was. You better remind and recount yourself and tell you of the marvelous things God done for you. Because guess what? The enemy wants to tell you what God has not done. But you got to remind him and say, guess what he's still doing it and he's done so much more and he's done more than what I could ever expect hallelujah hallelujah I don't know about you but there's moments when you feel that depression coming and you gotta call it what it is and say Lord I feel that depression coming but guess what I'm coming here in your presence with a sense of gratitude because in your presence oh God hallelujah is the fullness hallelujah is the fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore you better call it Thessalonians chapter 5. Yeah, I'm giving you Bible because I'm bagging it up with scripture. Here we go. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And he says, in everything give thanks. I don't care what you're going through. He said, in everything give thanks. There's something to get thankful for. Hallelujah. Guess what? I know you don't have a job, but guess what? I'm thankful you got a stimulus check coming. I don't know about you, but it came at the right time. Hallelujah. I, I listen, some people were on the verge of getting the thrown out of their house, and that thing got approved right in time. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you better be thankful. Yes, yeah, a bad situation, but somehow money just finds itself here when I needed it the most. 
Hallelujah. I can find something to be thankful for. He said in everything. I'm going to give God thanks. And he did listen, even if it didn't even happen in my life. And it happened in the life of others. I can still, because that's something to still be thankful for. Because I heard all folks used to say, he did, he did it for them. He can do it for me as well. I heard him. There's no secret to what God can do. What is done for others, he will. thing he says and I'm finishing last thing he says and watch this and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will do what guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus this is a military term that's being used he said and the peace of God when you have a grateful heart when you bring it to the Lord there is an exchange that happens that God will exchange your sorrow and your restlessness and there will be a peace that you cannot explain. There's a tranquility that you cannot explain. This means this type of peace is what we call shalom. This is a peace that, 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 that is not exempt from trouble, but it looks at trouble and it says, and, and, and it looks at trouble and, 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 and there's still a peace that I can go through even with feeling the trouble. And it doesn't make sense to the human mind. That one can experience peace. I give you an example. In 2018, oh my God! It could, oh my God! Our, our, our patriarch of our family, my grandfather, went home to be with the Lord back in October of 2018. And let me tell you something. That could have been a thing that really took the whole family out. It could have been a thing that took us all out. But there was something strange about the whole matter of these events. There was something so strange because even in death, I felt the peace. Oh. Oh my God, help me in this room tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to now, but you may have a loved one go and transition on. And you say, you know, I miss my loved one, but there's something that God gave me in the midst of it. And you're trying to wonder as, a, as big of a as a big of a, a loss that may seem. It just seemed like there was still God walking with you. Hallelujah. They still feel like God was walking through with you. When you felt worried and anxious and say, what would our family look like without him being there? God gave a peace that said, oh my God, everything going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm going to tell you right now, you better put in that chat section and say, everything will be all right. It may not feel right now, but it will be. All is well. Oh my God, let me tell you something. All is well. When somebody asks you how you're doing, all is well. Hallelujah. It don't, well, it don't look well right now, but I'm prophesying to my future that all is well. You better change your mouth about what you're saying about your present and prophesy to it. All is well. Hoshaya. Hallelujah. Won't you look at somebody and say all is well all is well because when you do that I'm getting the peace of God and let me tell you something the peace ladies and gentlemen it's to guard it's to protect by military guard either to prevent a hostile invasion 
He's saying, listen here, the peace of God is so strong that when your heart wants to be filled and overwhelmed with anxious thoughts and worry, the peace of God will stand up as a guard. Oh my God, to prevent an invasion of your mind, to prevent an invasion of your heart. That's how strong God's peace is, that it will strengthen you from a God, from your mind going to a nut house. It will strengthen you from the point of trying to commit suicide it was shriven you to the point of not going into a mental institution that's how strong the peace of God is Hallelujah. Why don't you put in that chat say, worry, why should I care? I don't care about you. I'm not going to worry about you no more. I'm going to throw it on God. I'm going to praise him while I throw it on him. And I'm going to take his peace. Oh, my God, take the peace of God. Oh, my Jesus in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, help me. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that you have to recall to what God is doing in your life. Don't allow yourself in this age that we live in to get so caught up in having yourself be so bound by worry and anxiousness. Because if the enemy knows that if he can keep you in that state, you will never progress. You will never go far. You will stay where you are. You will not be used to the glory of God as God has intended for you to be used because you're still bound up in anxiety and you're bound up in worry. But can I help somebody that Jesus died? for that. Jesus died for that. That you don't have to carry that alone. That Jesus died for that. And guess what? All of that that you're worried about. All of that that you're stressed about. Guess what? His death paved the way. His blood paved the way for you to no longer carry that anymore so you can live in peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants you to live in peace ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you can live in peace in this lifetime. I know the world is restless and the world looks like it's going crazy and it's going down a dark path but the people of God can still have this rest assurance that there is a peace there's a Sabbath rest that remains for the people of God tonight and I don't know about you but I'm going to try to live in that rest I'm going to try to live in that peace and I'm going to try not to be anxious because I got too much to live for to be anxious here I got too much going for me to be anxious now tcf nation you got too much going for you to be all worried about whatever people got going on to be worried and consumed with this world junk that's going on but can i help you tonight if you set your mind on things above and not on things of this world if you can think on things of good report hallelujah if you can think on that tell you tonight God will give you that rest God will give you that peace and I'm not living stressed out no more if you want to bring that stress go to somebody else if you gotta want to be in a relationship and bring that junk my way you better find somebody else bid to be in because you ain't coming here why because my peace is too important for you to screw it up hallelujah
come on praise him in here I don't know where you are but I'll tell you praise him right there in the line let me see those heart emojis those clap hand emojis in there and give God praise in here because let me tell you something you got too much going for you I know the world may seem like it is not nothing going I know you got people stressing you out of work and at your family I know the future looks scary but guess what you can trust in God who holds the future in his hand you can trust in God he will not allow your foot to be moved he will sustain you if you cast it on him tonight hallelujah he said come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I'll say you the boss and I'll give you rest I'll give you that rest I don't know if you're feeling restless tonight but he said I'll give you rest I'll give you that rest stop running from the rest of God stop running from the peace of God but he said come unto me don't you go into that junk don't you go into weed don't you go into that alcohol you better drop that junk down don't you run the sex but you run to the one who's able to kill oh my God to heal you and deliver you Jesus tonight I give you Jesus I give you Jesus I'm sorry I'm in turn because I have a conviction tonight I promised myself the rest of this year COVID going on all of this stuff other going on praying is gonna live in peace I don't know about you I choose to live in peace you take that junk and you take it there but it's not coming here you want to get away I know I'm talking to you tonight you want your mind to get away from it all sometime but let me tell you something guess what your mind will come back down and your problem will still be the same but Jesus saying there's one thing that prayer does is that it will change you and it won't be a momentary high Lord, I'm outside. There's something that sleeping pills cannot do for you. There's some things that you're trying to fit in and find all these friends can't do for you. trying to people please everybody trying to be there and all this stuff and stuff there's stuff that that will run you to the ground stop allowing people to suck the life out of you stop being around people that's going to suck the life out of you stop letting these users use your kindness stop taking the accountability out of that person's hand. You make that person accountable. You hear me tonight. You stop doing that. You got too much for you to go to be held down by baggage. God said, hey, you trying to figure it out alone? You don't have to. That's what I'm here for. 
There's certain things I didn't have to worry about because I was in my parents' home. And if I'm in my father's home, who's my heavenly father, Jesus said, listen, if your earthly father is willing to give good gifts, why do you not think your heavenly father would not do the same? Lift your hands and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help my unbelief tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray over your people tonight as their hands are lifted. God, lift the worry and anxiety off of them tonight. In the name of Jesus, I arrest it in the spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Things that they have not even talked about or even shared tonight. You are breaking that chain tonight. I pray, I pray right now, break every soul tie in the name of Jesus Christ. You break every soul tie. Break every tie right now in the name of Jesus Christ of those who are nothing more than vultures in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare right now, God, that you are bringing freedom and deliverance in the name of Jesus the Christ. And I believe it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.